Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is March the 25th, 2019. Strong hand. Offended by selling value your wealth in Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Be a unique beast. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. It's kind of hard to see my shirt tonight, isn't it? All right. Check out all the links below. You can get t-shirts down there. Follow me on Twitter at TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Speaking of Twitter, let's. Uh, I, shared, I shared this tweet yesterday. I was talking about the report that talked about uh, the, the Bitcoin trading, the volume being uh, 95% uh, fake, thanks to uh, a lot of Asian exchanges, actually, um, and out, out, outside of North America. Now, one thing that was not that I forgot to say Important point in the report that I forgot, volume is more U.S. focused than is widely perceived. Nearly 30% of spot Bitcoin volume takes place on U.S. domiciled exchanges compared to just 1% of reported volume. So if you didn't know that all the, the Bitcoin trading volume was incredibly fake, uh, you would say, well, only 1% of the uh, exchanges uh, of the Bitcoin being exchanged is being done on uh, U.S. exchanges. Well, in fact, it's uh, 30% of the trading. And this points to a, a, larger, uh, a larger point. P people would always point to the, the Asian exchanges and say, oh, look, how much is being traded in South Korea and China here, there, and the other. And it turns out so much of it is fake. And they would say that Bitcoin is is you know is not as uh, North American centric as one might think. Well, it is. <laughs> Again, people always ask me, though, well, what country has the, seems to be the most into Bitcoin of all the countries you've you've traveled to? It's America, it's the United States, and then Canada probably, and you know the Euro European countries, I guess. Um, I mean, you notice it some places in Asia. English is the language of Bitcoin. I've said it many many times. And if you if you get through all the fake statistics out there, you're, you're, it's probably a, of all, all the countries on earth, it's a higher percentage of Americans that own Bitcoin than in, in, in any other country. Now, what is that percent of Americans that actually own Bitcoin? Is it 1%? Is it 2% less than 1%? It's probably higher than most countries. And, and, and of a country with a huge population like America – it, it, it makes a big difference there, and it makes it a, a, a very, very U.S.-centric uh, type of uh, – cryptocurrency is very North American. I, I say North American because, I mean, I've been to Canada before, and I mean, I'm not going to get into the uh, – I think Canada – I don't know why we even have a border with them. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It should, we should be able to cross it whenever we want to, and they should be able to come down here. But we won't get into that. They're, they're very much similar to us. They're just quieter, and they like, they like Bitcoin and crypto just like we do. I mean, I think uh, maybe a, a more of the entrepreneurial spirit of Silicon Valley. Uh, I mean, ca California, I mean, here where I am, and, and not I'm not in Silicon Valley right now. I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, but, I mean, that's, that's one of the big hearts of, of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency on this planet is, is, is that area. And, again, it, it is beautiful that people from all over the world are using Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. But we can't ignore the fact that it is – it might be more U.S. centric than a lot of people are willing to admit, and that that report 
touched on it in terms of the volume, the, the traders. Um, and again, we're going to get into marketing in a second too. And, and the best marketers in the world come from the United States of America. So when you're, when you're dealing with crypto marketing, when you're dealing with these ICOs, and again, I'm not an ICO fan. It's part of the ecosystem. So much of it is, is, is coming from the United States. And yeah, that is some originality there. Uh, uh, United States comes up with some original ideas. Now, are ICOs good? No, but they are original. I, I will say that. And th there'll be more. There'll be more ideas that we might not all like, but they're going to come from the U.S. And because you, US, United States citizens are really experimenting with crypto from the marketing people, the programmers to the traders, the economic people. I mean, what's everybody waiting for? Everybody's waiting for uh, the, the, the financialization. Not everyone, but a lot of people are, are waiting for the financialization of, of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Where does that emanate from? New York freaking city. Pound that like button, okay? Um, so yeah, uh, America has a lot to do with uh, crypto, more than most people want to say. But hey, whatever. It, and it doesn't make that big of a difference. Again, you go to South Africa; it's big down there, and it's great to see it. Well, when I say big, I mean there's a community down there. You know, that's the thing. When we're in this little bubble, sometimes we we'll say it's big here, it's big there. And what big means to us is that yeah, we went to a conference, and there were a lot of excited people, and someone recognized us there, recognized me there or whatever. A couple of people recognized me there. Uh, that, that's what big is. But, uh, you know, generally speaking for a, a, a big, large population countries, it's, it's less than 1% of the people even hold any crypto. Enough of that. Enough of that. I talked about more. So there's a guy, uh, Gustavo J. Flores. He says, opening a small door gives the ability to open many bigger ones. Better to keep the door closed. That made me think about all the people back in the days of the Bcash fork. Oh, just make this one little change to Bitcoin. It's just one change. Uh, increasing the block size. Why? Let's just do it. Let's, oh, we, we don't want to wait. Let's not experiment. Again, if you change one little thing in Bitcoin, it opens the door for more things to be changed, bigger doors to be opened. Think about that. It, the base layer should not be changed at all unless it's a, it's a horrifying emergency of some sort. And this goes to an Andreas video that I've referenced before where he said he doesn't see uh, much changing in, in, in the base layer of, of Bitcoin uh, in, in the future. And I think that's a good thing. Because you open, you, you change one little thing in Bitcoin, and again, uh, the block size thing isn't isn't a little thing either. It's, it's a big thing. But if you change one little thing, it, it'll open the door to change. Well, we change one. Let's change another thing. Let's change another thing. Let's change another thing. And part of the, part of the strength of Bitcoin is that it doesn't change. It's going to always be. It's going to be twenty one million coins uh, mined. I mean, that that's one of its its foundational principles that it doesn't really change what it is is what it is what you get so if you start these little changes open oh just let's open this little door then you end up open bigger and bigger doors so better to keep the door closed all right moving on all right go to sportsmeister.com what the heck sportsmeister.com what's well, a url i've owned for a long time um, and it'll get you to my podcast now. So I wanted to, uh, and no, it has nothing to do with my podcast, but it's just a URL I've owned for a while. Uh, I, I'm, it's great that I have this last name and I can make cool URLs with it. 
<laughs> come up with disrupt meister bitcoin meister sports meister uh, but yeah you can get, listen to my po audio podcast i've been talking about how uh these these videos are now in audio po podcast form and you can easily find them with this easy to remember url sportsmeister.com pound that like button chris berniski has a tweet everyone wants okay well, well it's it i'm gonna here's a tweet the former CEO of Enron, Jeffrey Skilling, is reportedly looking to start a blockchain company just a month after being freed from jail for his role in the energy giant's massive accounting scandal back in 2001. So some people might try to FUD Bitcoin because of that. Oh, look, this uh, criminal, he wants to get into cryptocurrency. He wants to start a blockchain company. For me, it's just a sign that everybody wants a piece of this. This guy's been rotten in jail for a few years. And he, he's even heard of, a, he's heard of cryptocurrency. He's got a creative financial mind to put it nicely. And so he wants to do some creative things with blockchain. You know, he's a little bit too creative because it's, it's not, you don't have to get that too comp, you don't have to get that complex, Jeffrey. Just buy that, just buy Bitcoin. You don't, you don't really need to start a blockchain company. It makes you wonder, maybe he's, you know, he, he'll have some creative way of doing accounting over there at his uh, blockchain company. Maybe that's what it will be about. If he, but uh, yeah, it's it's just as easy as buying Bitcoin, dude. But it's it's interesting to know that you want a piece of this. Even the Enron dudes want a piece of this. Okay, we're gonna hear everybody and their mother that that's into finances is going to try to get into the cryptocurrency space, and a lot most of them are gonna do it wrong. They're gonna be like, I want a blockchain company. I want an ICO or an IEO, initial exchange. I mean, who knows what's next. It's just as simple as buying Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a company that deals with Bitcoin. You just buy the Bitcoin. Put it on your Trezor. Bam! Pound that like button. So let, let's talk. So a lot of people that you, Jeffrey Skilling, very, very, very polarizing individual. He's not really in the Bitcoin, in the crypto space yet. Maybe he'll, he'll make him, himself uh, apparent soon enough. But someone that has been in the crypto space longer than I have even is Vinnie Langham. And he's gone from someone that a lot of people were all up and loved. I heard him speak in 2015 in Johannesburg. He's at, he's originally from uh, South Africa. He lives in up in Silicon Valley now. I'm in South Southern California right now, so I'm pointing up to Silicon Valley. But Vinny, um, I linked to his Twitter handle below. And lately he's been uh, tweeting about Bcash and SV, stuff that I do not agree with at all, at all. Um, he, he almost he says they have their work cut out for them and that uh, one would have to beat the other in order to challenge Bitcoin. And to even put forth the premise that one of them could challenge Bitcoin is triggering to some people, to say the least. So people are going to be like, Adam, why are you even bringing this dude up? I bring him up because he's, again, a voice that I do not agree with on a lot of things. But he's still someone that I pay attention to. He's also, and so, again, I'm not linking to the specific tweets. If you're interested in what he's saying, go go to his Vinny Lingham Twitter feed. It's linked to below. You, you, you'll see the stuff that I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe in SV whatsoever. Um, I, I, and the B, I, I think Bcash, yeah, it'll, it'll survive. Or whatever. And, you know, there are good people that deal with both. But I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. I'm a Bitcoin guy. I, I know Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin and that. You know, ones that try to that really try to pretend to be Bitcoin. I'm not a big fan of talking about. But anyway, Vinny talked. So the point is, is that you know, Vinny's a smart guy. He does have other interesting tweets out there. 
you know, to just block him out of sight and mind just because he's gone in a different direction than you have, than I have. I, you know, I don't, th I don't think that's the best idea in the world. I mean, again, do you check him every day? No, I'm not saying to check him every day. And I'm not saying to do what he does. He sold a lot of Bitcoin. Okay. And so that gets people angry. And again, I'm offended by selling. I'm offended when Vinny sells. I'm offended when Andy Hoffman sells. Okay. But it doesn't mean that I can't be friends with Andy Hoffman. It doesn't mean that I can't, uh, you know, follow, pay attention to Vinny's uh, and Andy's uh, Twitter feeds because you, you do get some insight into some other corners of the crypto space. And it's just good to keep your hands, well, keep your eyes open and to be aware of many different corners of the space because you know, it's good to be educated. It, it's, it's good to have a sense of what is going on, even if you don't agree with everything that these people say. So let, let's talk about Andy Hoffman for a while because people have asked me about Andy lately. And I, I, again, clearly he's gone in a, a direction. He sold, so I would, I would not sell my Bitcoins. I mean, I have said, you know, steadfastly, you know, the earliest I would sell any Bitcoin for fiat would be after the 2020 halving. This is something everyone is familiar with. You know, my, my whole saying, 2020 halving. I mean, I've been talking about it since 2016, for God's sakes. So uh, again, this is something I am, I am a guy of massive conviction with a very, very strong hand. And I don't change. But again, some people got to do what they got to do. Okay. And so Andy sold his Bitcoin. All right. This is very well known. He's consulting altcoins. He's consulting and at crypto dividends. Which again, you know, the, the crypto dividend thing. I, I, I'm, I'm with him on the crypto dividends thing. I think it's great that Bitcoin holders get crypto dividends. Now, the funny thing is, he's not holding any Bitcoin anymore, so he wouldn't get these crypto dividends the way that we're going to get them, which is, which is interesting. But, um, but I'm bringing him up because of his the, the marketing aspect. And if I mean, Andy was known in the precious metal space before there was Bitcoin even, and so he's known for his marketing and. His in-your-face style of marketing, very uh, you know New York style. He's from from New York originally, and so some of his tweets are just totally in your face. I don't agree with all of his tweets. Definitely do not agree with you know. He says very bold statements, very bold, very bold statements. And again, he's marketing these coins. So you got to take that into effect. You got to take that into account also. Um, and he's very he gets very excited about things, very excited about things. And then he starts to say bold things. And then, you know, one of it, one of his weaknesses is that he'll say negative things about other coins, which I, I don't I don't think he should. I don't think he should do that. I don't I don't think that's good when you're trying to mark. But again, that's that's a different approach. He takes a different approach. He's from New York. You know, we, we can all we all take different approaches uh, when we're, we're marketing things. But I'm bringing up marketing. And I'm bringing up B-Rhodium. This is a very interesting. It's a very interesting experiment. What's going on there? Obviously, Andy is marketing uh, B-Rhodium. There's there's no doubt about it. He, he tweets about it all the time. He's talked about it more than any human being on the planet Earth. And um, what what I started thinking about is there an altcoin out there that has like a real professional style marketing team? I mean, because again, they're all centralized to a certain extent. And they all could have marketing teams. There, there are thousands of altcoins. Now, Dash comes to mind. But, I mean, how professional is that marketing team? I'm talking about uh, an Apple-style marketing, like corporate-level marketing that Americans just eat up, okay? Now, I'm not saying that Andy, Andy can't be a one-man Apple-style marketing. It, it, I mean, that's not, a, that's not a fair comparison. But um, I, 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 it's interesting to see how this B-Rhodium thing is progressing. Because it's 
it's it's marketing. He is marketing it, and few other coins have a prominent person like him marketing them. And you know the, the whole gimmick behind uh, B Rhodium is that it's uh, there are not many of them. It's limited supply. And I have mentioned numerous times on the show there was already a coin called Unobtainium that it did the same exact thing. It was there were not many of them. It was I mean the name in the name um it's Unobtainium. It's it's hard to obtain. It's like it was like in that movie. Uh, with the blue, the blue humans, pound that like button. All right, but 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 the point is, is that that coin did not have a marketing team. That coin uh, has it still is valued like at eighty dollars or something like that. I mean, uh, ridiculous. So the, the the experiment is is if, and this is an interesting experiment in market. What role does marketing play in the altcoin space? What what role does it play? I mean. Andy is a prominent person. Love him or hate him, he's a prominent person. Um, and he is gung-ho behind this thing. He, he, and the price of the of the B Rhodium that I, you know, we got for free because we signed up for the airdrop a long time ago, um, is uh whatever it is. It says it's it's, it's point uh point point four percent of a Bitcoin. I believe that is what it is, which and it has gone up recently. And again, he keeps pumping it, he keeps pumping it. And he's got a loyal core of people that'll pump it also, and they're probably also buying it. And he's probably also buying it too. So I mean, this is a very small scale experiment, of course. I mean, the daily trading volume is let in Bitcoin is like what ten Bitcoin, twenty Bitcoin. I mean, that's less than a lot of people have in Bitcoin. I mean, some people own twenty Bitcoin, some people own fifty Bitcoin. That's more than the amount of B rhodium that's being traded in the day. So I mean, I, I'm keeping an eye on this, and I link to his. Uh, so I mean, yeah. The, the advocate theory of altcoins, I call I, I call. I mean, if you've got a marketing advocate like that, can it make a real difference? Can it make a difference in the price? And again, I, I understand there are going to be many people that are hating on it. But still, for, you're always going to have haters. But there is no I, – I, other than Dash, I really can't think of a really organized marketing effort for a coin. Let's – I mean – and again, this is a very, very small coin. It's not even on coin market cap yet. And uh, I mean – is he and is he proving a point that you don't even need to be on coin market cap? I mean, how sustainable is this? But in in the end of the day, will it be more successful than unobtainium? How about that? I mean, that that is it. That's an interesting use case. And again, you don't really have to worry about this too much because um, if you got it for free, you got it, it, it's a bonus. Whatever, whatever it's worth, it's whatever it's worth. But the altcoin space is a big space, and it is interesting. I'm wondering one day if there'll be an altcoin that really has like an Apple uh, style marketing team that really is totally professional, the best professionals, best American professionals money can buy. How high can that coin be pumped? And again, I, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, but you could, I want to see what marketing can do in cryptocurrency. I, I have a marketing type of brain and I want to, I want to see. Um, but here's a quote from Andy Hoffman. So just to get for, and I linked to his uh, steam it below. I have been involved in B rhodium since the day Adam Meister made me aware of this unique crypto dividend in his show back on in December of 2017. In the ensuing 16 months, it's fair to say I've spent more time and capital working on this nascent store of value crypto than anything else, both personally and professionally. I mean, did, did you? I mean, did you hear what he just said there? I mean. He's put more, spent more time and capital working on this than anything in his entire life. So again, what, what does this mean? What does this mean for marketing and crypto? And uh, 
All right. So, uh, and I linked to the uh, unobtainium. It is ranked F. It is. It has an F ranking on Coin Market Cap. Now, I was uh, I was actually talking about Coin Market Cap rankings the other day, and if, what did they really mean? Well, again, if you're in, if you're in the altcoins, um, it is a wake up call to see an F next to a, a coin. Uh, again, I don't don't mess with these coins. But if you're going to mess with these coins, uh, you, it's it's a good sign that the coin is basically dead. Doesn't have anybody marketing it. Doesn't have anybody uh, working on it. If it gets an F, yet for some reason it's still eighty bucks, <laughs> I, and it's it's not traded very much. This this unobtainium. On, on, I mean, in comparison, the B private is ranked has a C uh, has a C rating from uh, Coin Market Cap, and they actually have people working on it, uh, despite all the drama that you hear. So yeah, uh, I, I'm interesting about this. Uh, you know, the B rhodium, the market. It's a micro community right now. It's definitely a micro community. And again, I, I mean, it might all fall apart if like all of a sudden it has a tremendous trading volume or something like that. I do not know. I do not know how far marketing can take it. I do know that I got it for free, so um, a best of luck. You know, keep keep on marketing it, Andy. And uh, yeah, and I, you know, I, I he's going to be marketing the the Mimble Wimble coin that we're all going to get for free, also. So uh, maybe he'll learn some things from the that he can, he can apply to the the MWC coin from the whole B Rhodium experience. Um. All right, moving on to someone that is in motion. Uh, NoWallet.org. I, I found this out because the dude started to follow me on Twitter, and I just like checked out his Twitter profile. And he said, and it's a great name, NoWallet. It's called NoWallet.org. Well, what is this? A secure, private, and plausibly deniable cross-platform. Bitcoin Brain Wallet created by Mark DW. This project is a secure Bitcoin brain wallet app that will ultimately be meant for desktop and mobile platforms. It was inspired by reports of incidents of Bitcoin being seized physically at border crossings. People need an option for a brain wallet that is secure and easy to use. Okay, it is open source and it obviously has a cool name. You can, you can check it out at nowallet.org. Uh, you will be getting a secure brain wallet and a convenient desktop mobile app with full native and P2SH SegWit address support. You will only need to remember an email address and passphrase combination rather than an entire 24 mnemonic seed. So that's the bottom line there. This dude is creating a, a brain wallet where you will only need to remember an email address and passphrase combination. I mean, it sounds too good to be true, I, 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 don't, I can't analyze the open source data that he provides, uh, but I wish the guy luck. I mean, that seems like if it was really secure and cool um, and it couldn't be hacked, good, good luck. People are experimenting. He's in motion. We'll talk about uh, Craig Ship right now. Craig Ship is in motion too. He made a video. I linked to it below. He, he of the undisclosed location near Camp David, Maryland. Uh, he uses he, – he, in this live stream, Craig Ship uses Coinbase Pro to purchase one whole Bitcoin for almost no fees. So if you want to see Craig Ship purchase one Bitcoin, check it out. Another lesson you can learn is that uh, Craig Ship is a long-term thinker. Craig Ship doesn't waste a lot of money on frivolous stuff. 
and he can just make a video and buy and spend you know almost four thousand dollars just like that. You, you might want to you know, learn some other lessons from him. And uh, anyway, check out his video if you've never seen a dude pay uh, four thousand dollars for a Bitcoin before. If you're interested in that kind, and you know Craig does a lot of great things. He's done some great videos that I've been in, and, and he's just a, he's a good, he's a good Bitcoin holder. He's a long-term thinker. Uh, he he mentions 2024 uh, having a lot also. I mean, he goes he goes beyond me. He's he's yelling 2024 when I'm just yelling 20. I'm yelling 2028 also, man. Come on, man. I, just as long as you can hold on, dudes. Holder of last resort. Pound that like button. All right. So two bit idiot said, Bitcoin cost. $7 million a day to secure. Ethereum is less than $2 million. Nothing else is in the seven figures. I, I mean, that just, that says a lot right there, people. I mean, B Bitcoin is in a whole new, uh, is in a whole other uh, universe. Whole other galaxy, should I say. Yeah, well, universe is bigger, but whatever. Let's, let's keep it on the galaxy level. Bitcoin is an entire differently, uh, an entire different galaxy than, uh, than all the others. And then Ethereum sort of is too. Um, and it's again, it's a top, it's obviously a top tier altcoin and everything, but Bitcoin is the top of the top. And, uh, man, another, another uh, statistics there for all you people that say that want your coin to be the next Bitcoin. Bitcoin is, and you know, Bitcoin is not, you know, it's not growing old and stale and all that. Um, like some people are saying, you know, I've heard it all before, you know, during these down markets. Oh, you know, big, it, all these newcomers are coming up and clearly Bitcoin will be overtaken. I heard it in 2015. I'm hearing it in 2019 again. Just you gotta have a strong hand and be patient. And it's very difficult for many people, many people. And that's why you check out these other feed, these other uh, Twitter accounts that I'm telling you about. It, it, it's difficult for many people just to stick with it and just to, um, you know, they get distracted by by noise and you know want to want to figure out that oh maybe Bcash could catch up to Bitcoin. You know, come up with all these. Uh, theories and everything. You know, everyone's entitled to everyone's entitled to their opinion. Uh, but I, I keep it real simple. Strong hand, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. All right, moving on. Oh, here here's something. This is a quote from a uh, the title of a Doug Casey. I, I get these Doug Casey newsletters still uh, for free at, at an, an email address of mine, and it says former U.S. congressman. Predicts financial Armageddon in 2019. Doom, straight up doom, straight up uh, uh, these, these uh, titles, clickbait titles. So many people fall for it, though. Guys, no, there's not going to be financial Armageddon in 2019. I bet he had a, I bet he had a same, the same uh, type of headline back in 2012 or 2011. Pick a year. <laughs> but people love, love it. They love to hear things like that. That you don't, you're not in motion when you think when you when you when you get a high off of stuff like that, man. Oh yeah, clearly. And he doesn't even say who the former U.S. congressman is, but just that X Y Z predicts financial Armageddon in 2019. It's just these scare tactics, dude. No, there's not going to be financial Armageddon at all. That, that that that's quite a phrase. Armageddon, end of the world, finances, no. You know, we, they're, they're always going to be bumps in the roads. They're always going to be recessions. People can do very well during times when, when people did very well during the Great Depression. Anyone can do very well, not by panicking and buying a newsletter, but just by holding their Bitcoin. 
But again, so many, and, and it, these are such distractions. And that's why I bring up noise like this, because it's nonstop. People just created an entire industry off of these doom headlines. And I'm here to say that this is a, a beautiful, great world, a great time to be alive. Some people are going to experience some financial problems. You don't have to be, be a long-term thinker. Prepare yourself and do positive things. Stay in motion. Be positive. I don't know. I don't know else what to say. But if you if you sit there and worry and worry and worry and just are just your fingers, when is this Armageddon coming that Doug Casey's been talking about since 1983? When's it coming? When's it coming? I got it. I know it's coming any day now. I'm going to be proven right to Armageddon. No, don't, don't get into that state, dudes. But there's again. I mean, I can like every day I get something from Doug Casey that like kind of sounds similar to that. Cut out if that's if that sort of stuff weakens your hand, then you just got to cut it out. Then that, that's the kind of stuff that cuts you got to cut out. Again, uh, I talk about diversifying, you know, hearing different voices. And again, I can take hearing what Doug Casey has to say. I can take hearing what Vinnie Lingham has to say. But if it, if God forbid it had stuff started to weaken my hand, if stuff starts to weaken your hand, then then you cut it out of your life. But trust me. Nothing weakens this freaking hand, okay? Nothing weakens this freaking hand. Nothing weakens this conviction and perseverance. You know, every single day I'm posting a video on this channel, even on freaking November the 20th of this year. I posted a video on this channel and uh, that, that took, yeah. Anyway, so continuing on, continuing on. Um, what is, what's, but again, you got to show people, you know, even if you have personal hardships, you're going to keep I, – I, I believe in this thing, and, I, and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't let anything throw me off and weaken my hand. I, I'm, I don't throw in the towel just because something personally uh, in my personal life happened or, or, you know, there was a tragedy in my personal life. No, I'm not going to throw in the towel. towel. I'm, 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 I'm stronger than freaking ever, baby. Um, what, what, okay, so here is uh, Barry Silbert. Barry Silbert is like the opposite of Doug Casey. He's actually is into a very positive person, Barry Silbert, uh, in, in motion. If if you're into the – and again, Doug Casey's in motion in his own way, like in a negative, in the negative space. But, uh, but Barry Silbert tweets out stuff like this. How about – if you're into the counter-indicator kind of thing, I present to you Barron's December – Second, 2017 headline, Bitcoin storms Wall Street. March 22nd, 2019, Barron's, Wall Street is backing away from Bitcoin. So yeah, that's a good one, Barry. I, I, I That would be great if Barron's is a counter ind indica indicator of what's going on. They were negative back in 2017. <laughs> I mean, they were positive in 2017 when Bitcoin went, was about to go negative in terms of price. Fiat price, and then now they're negative, and maybe that means that a Bitcoin it will be start to go positive in terms of fiat price. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It will eventually. It's all cyclical, dudes. I've lived through it before. Value your wealth in Bitcoin, though. Try to get more Bitcoin. Don't worry about that fiat price, dudes. All right. Finally, uh, no two. Yeah, one more subject, and this is the main subject in the title of this show. Uh, this is from Reuters. Uh, Apple is working with Goldman Sachs to be the issuing bank for Apple Card and is also working with MasterCard. Apple does not have any – Apple Card does not have any fees. Okay, so Apple made some big announcements today. You know, they're trying to dominate with Apple TV. They've got an Apple Card now. 
So they're, they're getting into the financial space in a big time and partnering with some traditional financial players there. And uh, first of all, it's not Bitcoin. <laughs> they can cut you off. They can shut you off. It might seem really cool. Because, and again, they have marketers up the yin-yang. So they're going to be able to get a lot of people to play with their Apple card just because there's like 10% of the U.S. population, I think, is just Apple addicts. They have to buy anything that's Apple. Uh, and you know, good for Apple that they were able to brainwash uh, that much of the uh, uh, of the American population that has a lot of disposable income to just buy every one of their products for exorbitant fees. But um, another point is that you know, their Apple is now they put their foot into the financial sector. Now again, there are going to be big banks that are behind this. But if they can do this again, it just shows you that Facebook can do their own coin. And that means Apple could do their own coin. Facebook could do their own card. Maybe one day uh, these uh, Goldman Sachs will partner with uh, some technology company and they'll start their own crypto bank or just things we can't even imagine yet that kind of try to compete with Bitcoin and will obviously be able to capture some of the the market, some of the financial market. But again, you've got to remember that anything they come up with, be, that some centralized company comes up with uh, in, in partnership with Goldman Sachs, it's going to be centralized. It can be turned off. And Matt O'Dell sums it up very nicely. If you think the Apple card competes with Bitcoin, then you still don't get it. So no, it really does not compete with Bitcoin. Um, you know, your, your Apple card isn't going to let you uh, send uh, money from uh, Zimbabwe, get, get your money out of Zimbabwe to South Africa there. Or isn't going to let you support uh, Wiki WikiLeaks or some some other uh, organization that isn't approved of by Goldman Sachs or Apple or wh whoever's behind it, Facebook. Uh, but the thing is, I I do invite Apple and Goldman Sachs and Facebook to come up with their own cryptocurrencies. Why not? Or come up with it? Come up with the, it. It's bringing more attention to what Bitcoin really is. When when because when people really get it. And they see, wait a second, this Apple thing is nice and shiny and titanium and whatever. But this Bitcoin, this, this boring Bitcoin, this gets the job done. No one can stop this thing. No, it, it's uncensorable. They can turn off my Apple card. They can't turn off that Bitcoin. So, yeah, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a positive when any of these big corporations start to get into the financial world, into start to make financial tools. And I, I want I, you know I would welcome Walmart to start a Walmart bank. I am not against that at all, um, because again, people more people will become banked that way, and then they'll wake up and say, "Wait a second, I don't have to have Walmart be my bank. I can be my own bank." And again, most people won't figure it out, but some people will. All right, so that's it. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, but Apple is not Bitcoin. Apple is not Bitcoin. It's flashy. It's titanium. But it, it does it is not uncensorable and it is not unconfiscatable. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Pound that like button, bang that bell button, subscribe to the channel, techbalt.com. Follow me on Twitter there too. Click on those squares. I'll see you guys in the chat right now. Good night.